their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Drag up that diesel. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, um. Let's go diesel. Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Corey Gassaway and Cliff and Guavon. Fellas, what's going on? Nothing much, man. On to week two. Yes, on to week two. And uh, I got a feeling it's not going to go that well. <laughs> God damn, already? Already? Sorry. Way Sorry. to start it out, Cliff. Way to start it out. Sorry, guys. Negativity at its finest. <laughs> I don't know. I think today's been kind of negative team-wise. So, I'm, or maybe it's also like I was watching Liverpool earlier. They blew it. It made me a little upset. So, I think it's just a, I think the skins have kicked off my sports week poorly. The liver, the, that Liverpool L made you think about that Kirk passed crowd. The funny thing is they didn't even lose. They they tied, <laughs> but it felt like a loss, <laughs> which is even worse, frankly. <laughs> so. Well, we're off to a great start. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Liverpool losing. I mean, I know you're not a DC sports fan, Cliff. You're a fan of the Celtics. You're a fan of the Red Sox. So you're not used to taking L's like we are. Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm a Caps fan. And he's a Skins fan. Like, Skins fan. Skins, Skins L's are like double. The Skins cover for everyone. Every time September yeah, comes, how many they start- championships do the Celtics have? I know you they know. won one title since my adult life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we've won only three Super Bowls and not one since I was eight. But you know what? When I'm arguing with the Eagles fan, I bring all them bitches up. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, but I can't be going around yelling at people about titles. Like, I'm supposed to yell at them about Bob Cousy? How's <laughs> <laughs> that sound? Does it, oh. How do I look yelling at somebody about Bob Cousy? That's like Eagles fans yelling at us about Chuck Bednarik or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, so Redskins head out to LA on Sunday, take on Boy Wonder Sean McVay and the LA Rams. Uh, the Rams are an early two point favorite. Uh, not really a good sign, but you know, lots of Redskins fans out in LA. I know that they have a really solid following out there, and their stadium sort of sucks. So hopefully, they won't <laughs> run into the same. I mean, honestly, they'll probably have a home, better home field advantage in LA than they did at home versus Philly. Hey, which is pe- they will. They people were will. people were talking on Twitter about that. Said it should be a good showing of Skins fans. Yeah, out I told like I told you guys yesterday. There are a lot of Skins fans in LA. We're everywhere, man, except for FedEx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that needs to be on a t-shirt. Corey, I'm going to write that down. Uh, Redskins fans, everywhere except FedEx. That's I'm going to put that on a ball cap. <laughs> and it's true, too. Because I, I remember when I would wake up and go to uh, Skins games and uh, go watch the game in a bar. It's like 9 a.m. when you get there. We would be one of the deepest fan, fan bases in bars. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a great history, just uh, not currently. Yeah, well, I should also clarify, all the fans were old. <laughs> <laughs> the one time old. I was out in LA when I was back in college and 
there's nothing like waking up at 9 a.m. and catching a 1 p.m. East Coast game. And then you watch the games all day. And when the Sunday night is over, it's like 6 p.m. Or like it's great. 7 p.m. And you have the night ahead of you to do whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. It's so great. West Coast. I miss it. I miss that part. And, and there are Sunday night games that I don't really care about, if I'm being honest. Right. So, if or our Thursday night game, like the one this week, are you kidding? I would stop watching the game at halftime. Bengals, Texas. Yeah, I'm not watching this. Yeah, but when you stop watching a Thursday night game at halftime, it's still only like 8.30. Exactly. <laughs> you have choices. You have choices you can make. So, Cliff, you're not excited for Dalton versus uh, Savage? No, I'm not. <laughs> Th- thankfully, I'll be at a bachelor party, and I don't think we'll be – I mean – I don't think we'll be watching. I'm sure someone will have someone on their fantasy team. I guess there's only two fantasy players really in that game. Well, you know, you're going to have a DraftKings lineup ready for Thursday too. No, we, we don't do Thursday. Actually. AJ Green? Come on, bro. No, no, no. I might, I might do a Thursday lineup only because both quarterbacks stink. <laughs> so I don't have to really worry about anyone messing my week up. But I got AJ in our league. So, unfortunately, his quarterback is Dalton. Well, unfortunately for you, I played you last week. <laughs> and you, you mock Sam Bradford, and that's what you get. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, I waved the white flag. You got it, man. I'm 0-1. You got it. <laughs> it's so fitting that he put up 30 points on you, man. It really is. I'm sitting there like, what in the tarnation? <laughs> <laughs> Sam Bradford. Uh, Last Thursday, I kind of fell asleep for the uh, Patriots opener versus the Chiefs. And I went against a guy who had two players, Kareem Hunt, and I think it might have been like Mike Hogan or Chris Hogan, whatever his name is. And I was down 52 zip. And (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. I was like, how many points did Hogan have on me? Because I just figured that with Amendola out, Amendola, I'm sorry, Edelman out, that Hogan just might have cooked. He gave him one point. I scrolled down. I saw it. Cream Hunt 51. I was like, what in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Let's talk, let's talk about the Rams. Uh, I kind of watched this game last night, and I made a comment on the last podcast that as good as the Rams looked, the Colts are just a bad team just on every level of offense, defense, special teams, coaching. I mean, I feel bad saying about my man Chuck Pagano, but he, he's up out of there. I watched it again today so I can get a better feel of how the Rams run their offense and how their defense look. I'm even more confused today than I was yesterday. It's just I can't get a good hold of how good the Rams really were. The Colts are just dreadful. They're, they yeah, might be the worst useless. team in the NFL right now. Easily, easily. I think without luck – no, I mean they. This is almost like when Peyton got hurt, mm-hmm. and they basically decided, well, we're just not going to have an NFL quarterback, and we're going to see how many games we can lose. So, I take nothing out of that Rams Colts game. The Colts are not a real NFL team at this point. I mean, I couldn't go- even. <laughs> how many guys in their defense could you guys name off the top of your head? Well, I'm looking at their uh, starting eleven right now. There's a few up front. I, I, I literally Donald, said, no, I'm talking about the Colts. I know. I'm looking at it right now. Outside of oh, Dante well, Davis, I said who like nine times looking at their 11-man starters. So you're saying we got a shot on Sunday? I'm saying 
we don't know if the Rams still stink anymore because they played a team that really we know stinks for a fact. Right. Well, <clears> so w, it's impossible the, to read anything to it. The W's count. I mean, they did get a 44, oh, I'm sorry, 46 to 9 win. Jared mm. Goff had a career high 306, a touch, no picks, completed 21 29 passes. Uh, spread the ball around. I mean, he, he doesn't really have any great receivers. You can say what you want about Sammy Watkins. He he flashes at times in Buffalo, but he's always been hurt. But you know he flashes all right. What about your boy Tavon? He's he flashes not in the training room. Paul, you gonna sus your man Tavon like that? Come on, Tavon didn't even play. Tavon barely played. I watched the mm. game. I don't, I don't know how many snaps he played. He had one catch for seven yards. That's how little right. he played. Mm. I mean, so, sounds who, like sounds like a sounds like Tavon Austin to me. <laughs> Damn, right. Paul. Uh, <laughs> but you know they have guys like Cooper Cup who led them in receiving yards with seven had a touchdown. Sammy Watkins had five for fifty eight. Uh, Robert Woods, who they brought in from Buffalo, three for fifty-three. Mm. The, the tight end, uh, Gerald Everett. So, who thought he was as good as Jordan Reed? Which, I mean, that Cali weed is pretty good. I'm sure. Stop it, five. <laughs> <laughs> he had one catch for forty yards. I mean, didn't really show much, but you know, like I said, a win's a win. They came out there, they put the screws to a team that was clearly inferior to them, and they got the win. So we have to respect them. We do not have to respect them. No. no. <clears throat> Dude, they played a team that's not even a – I don't consider – if you put Scott Tolzien in a quarterback, then I assume you're going to lose about 30 points in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. yeah, like, come on. <laughs> he, he threw, what, two pick sixes, right? And he sure did. He probably could have had, like, three or four. Of them. Yeah, he threw two pick sixes, one right on, on the first offensive drive of the game. It might have, It was, like, three or four plays in, I think, maybe. Pick six. Oh, so kind of, so kind of like how Kirk almost threw the pick six on the first drive. Oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry. Already, man. Already. Sorry. Hey, man. I'm all Kirked out, man. Like, <laughs> like between Sundays, I don't even want to hear about this motherfucker. Like, I really don't. He's the lead, the face of the team, man. The twenty-four million dollar man. He's you got to talk about him. It is what it is. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but, uh, you guys say you don't have to respect them, but. They, I mean, these are NFL players, kind of, and they went on there. And they, <laughs> they moved the ball. Damn. So I mean, kind of. what can you, kind of. you don't you don't have anything else to compare it against to. It's not like this is week four or five where you can say, okay, that's a sample size. They have one game and they look great against a bad but team, but I, still, well, I, I they, look, they look competent. It's not that I don't respect them. It's that I mean, obviously, they have good players on defense. I don't know what to make of their offense. They're yeah. playing the Colts. Yeah. Like. You couldn't ask for a better first game for a new head coach, right? Than Scott Tolzien. Right. <laughs> That's like when Jimbo Fisher in Florida State, uh, they they bring a Wofford for Week One just to get a, a quick W. <laughs> Damn, the Colts are Wofford though. <laughs> With Scott Tolzien a QB, they might as well be straight up. Uh, you guys remember Tolzien in Wisconsin? Barely. I mean, as soon as I saw the name Scott Tolsey and started for the Colts, I chalked that up as an L for the Colts. So it doesn't matter who was on the field. You knew yeah. they were losing. Like, Period. that's a loss. You could Period. give him the best offensive. What do you think the Colts record would be if you gave Scott Colt Tolsey the best two receivers in the league, the best O-line in the league, best running back? Well, I mean, that's uh, – because you think about it. it. Let's say you swapped Dak for Tolsey right now. And he, and he just turned around and handed the ball to Zeke 30 times a game, they have a good chance of winning. At no some chance. point, he has to throw no, the ball, though. No chance. You're not winning. I just put nine in the box. What do you mean? They're, they're 
you're not winning. You're going 0 16. Damn, 0-16? He's not an NFL quarterback. If Luck does not play a game this year and they go with Tolzian for 16, they're not winning a game. They're not winning a game. No chance. Well, there's one thing that I did think about when I was considering their offense against our defense. First thing, obviously, Sean McVay. He knows the ins and outs of this team. Kirk said, hey, I owe my career to this guy. So he obviously knows – his capabilities wait, and he said and, wait, and more he importantly, more importantly, whoa, his, his dysfunctions. So he, wait, said he, he said owes, that he said he owes his career to McVay. What about Gruden? Hey, I mean, he said what he said. What can is I that say? A shot at his coach. <laughs> Jesus, what is wrong with? Nah, I, I'm gonna shout. Oh. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it. Well, wow. I mean, like Jay Gruden is like his dad. He asked me hard <laughs> on him, yeah, but like Sean McVay is like his like cool uncle that says, "Hey, it's all right, guy." Want some candy? Uncle, his cool brother, like the same age. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. You, you look at the picture from the coaches meeting this past summer, and it's a bunch of like gray-haired old white men, and then this one guy with a faux hawk in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, McBay. What do they call? What are the? What do they call him on Twitter? Sean McBay. <laughs> Sean McBay. <laughs> hey, ladies love him, man. I'm sure he's getting plenty of play out in LA. He was getting big play out in Virginia too. Oh my goodness! I'm sure he was in. I'm sure he was at at Whitlow's every Thursday night. <laughs> just, just, just scooping bad eights and nines left and right. <laughs> Whitlow's. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! Yeah, I'm gonna popping bottles at Eight Town on Sunday. <laughs> I was trying to remember the other one. Not uh, first down. I know we're getting sidetracked, but what's the other one in Arlington? Not first down, but um, Wait, carpool. Carpool. That's carpool. Oh, that's definitely my spot. McVeigh was in there getting a lot of car bombs, smash bombs, <laughs> whatever you call them. <laughs> All right, let's get back to this game. All right, what do you guys think that the Redskins can do to combat a team that might not be that talented offensively, but a head coach and a play caller that knows everything about how the Redskins like to run their defense? Pressure, golf. Yeah. But you know what? They're not really that short on talent, right? They added Andre, Andrew Whitworth, mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. one of the best left tackles. They added Sammy Watkins and Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Connor Cup, third round. I mean, Cooper Cup. Connor Cup. I just made up a player. <laughs> Connor Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. That's like a Madden player. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Cooper Cup, round three. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you have Gurley. I think the only position where they're weak is tight end, regardless of what Gerald Everett says. You know where they're also weak, Cliff? Quarterback. Right. Well, well, they, they, they we don't know. Let's not get. I'm not going to get carried away over that uh, first week. I'm not going to get carried away either. But quarterbacks who play for Jeff Fisher, I just I don't know what to make of them. The only quarterback that's ever succeeded playing for Jeff Fisher is Steve McNair. Every single one of them, besides that, has looked like trash playing for Jeff Fisher. No argument here. That is correct. Remember Billy Volick? Billy <laughs> Volick. <laughs> Billy Volick. Oh, sorry, and Kerry Collins. Didn't they go 13 and 3 when you were Kerry Collins? Collins? They did. Hey, man, when, when Kerry Collins wasn't in the bottle, he was all right. Or, or yelling man. racial slurs at Mashi Muhammad. <laughs> I did not forget about that. I actually forgot about that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the the one quarterback's name they had. Clipboard Jesus. What's his name? Clipboard. Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst. Whitehurst. He was with Fisher? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah, I think towards he was, the end. I think he was the last year Fisher. Ah, okay, okay. Look, they moved Saffold. Saffold's a guard. John Sullivan. I don't know who the hell Rob Havenstein is. I've never heard of that guy. Another Wisconsin guy. Is, oh, is that a Wisconsin? That's, that's such a Wisconsin name. Rob Havenstein. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, would say, honestly, I wouldn't say they're short on talent. No, it seems like they added talent. more protection they, up front. But, I mean, let's not get carried away. Their skill position players are the best. Sammy's been there about a month. I mean, yeah, but I it's a situation where I think that the some of their parts might be great because of the guy pulling the strings. I mean, you have Goff. I mean, he's a first overall pick. He hasn't shown much, but he clearly has some talent. You have Todd Gurley who, I mean, I'm not as high on Todd Gurley as some of you may be. He flashed a lot some of you, in you 2015. 100%. Gur- Gurley is that dude. That's is he? Cor- that's oh, he Corey's is. Guy. He plays for the Rams. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, uh, even against a bad Colts defense, a really bad Colts defense, he only had 19 carries for 40 yards. And that was they, and they were running the clock. Mm. I don't think their line is that good. I, th- I know that Whitworth is very good. He's a little bit older, but he has been very good in the past four or five years. The other four are just guys. There's Jags. The wide receivers, there's nobody who stands out outside of Sammy Watkins. We mentioned Tavon Austin, my guy. He's not really anything special. Robert Woods is just <laughs> another guy. Oh. Cooper Cup. No, uh, hey. It kills me to say that about Tavon Austin, but let's call a spade a spade here. I, I've already yeah. waved the white flag on him. We had some very, <laughs> it took but you four I'll, years. Hey, but I'm still it. We had some very serious arguments table, about Tavon say, Austin, Paul. I'll say it left and right. If he were on a team that just had – that featured, that accentuated his talents, he'd be fine. He's so not, if he was with the Redskins, how would he be? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think Green would ought to use him, but would Cousins hit him in stride? I, I was just going to say. Yeah. Damn. I hear you. You guys use that as an opportunity to shit on Cousins, man. I, I'm – I'm not. I'm not shitting on Cousins. It's a new week. Look, I think the problem with Tavon Austin is that he went. What did he go? Number seven. He was a top ten draft pick. Like, come on. That's the first problem. Come on. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That's the thing. As a West Virginia alumni, I always look forward to seeing my guys get drafted because we don't get that many guys drafted, especially not in the first round. And every time we have a guy, and I think, okay, well, Tavon Austin's gonna get drafted. He always goes too high, and I'm I'm in a position where I have to like. Defend him. It's like Tavon Austin goes eight. Bruce Irvin goes eleven. Damn, Carl Joseph goes twelve. I'm like, okay, well, you better, you better be a beast, or else I'm gonna look stupid. <laughs> we had some arguments about Kevin White too. Don't forget. I'm not even gonna mention Kevin White. I forgot he's still in the league. <laughs> Wasn't he just placed on IR again? He got hurt again. He definitely was. I don't even know if he has five career catches. He might not even have one. I'm being totally honest with you. Three years in a row, season-ending injury. That's tough. Yeah. Look defensively though. They got some players on defense, yeah, man. Absolutely. They're stout. We talked about the Eagles being a very, very good front seven. Well, I'm not saying that the Rams are on their level, but they're definitely not far off. I mean, you have guys like Michael Brockers, Aaron Donald is the most dominant defensive lineman in football. Donald name, practice not, today. Not named, he's back at I mean, practice. He's yes, back he in practice. Is. I, I don't think he's going to play that much against us. He'll, he'll probably play maybe three quarters of his usual snaps. He's probably he'll, not in football shape. He'll play enough to put Luval on his ass. I mean, one, one play is enough to put Luval on his ass. Exactly. So Luval might pull a hamstring just looking at him coming out of the tunnel. Yep. Robert they move, Quinn. They move Mark Barron inside. Yeah. I mean, <clears> that's <throat> that's one spot where you might be able to have a little bit of success. He's obviously an undersized guy coming from strong safety. Yes, inside but linebacker. that means this is a fast team. 
So they if they are, move, if they move Barron, who do they put at strong safety now? Uh, Mo Alexander. Mo Alexander. Is a strong safety. Very, I, he's very underrated. Very underrated. So who, think, who's going to cover? I was go 86. ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say it. So Mo Alexander is covering eighty six. I mean, or Lamarcus Joyner. I mean, he's a really short, undersized guy. But if you watch him at Florida State and you watch him so far in the NFL, he covers tight ends pretty regularly, and he's not that bad at it. I mean, again, it's another good front seven, though. Yeah, they have a good, front, good front, but they have they, Alec Ogletree, Connor Barwin. I mean, these are all guys who, in their own right, are great players when you put them together with Wade Phillips, Robert Quinn. Yeah, Robert Quinn. Quinn. Quinn is a dog. Dog. But there's, whole, I mean, with that said, there's still some spots that we can take advantage of. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, but <clears throat> my concern is they're gonna blitz. Mm-hmm. The doors off. <laughs> You know Wade Phillips loves the blitz, man. Right. I think this is a week where we're actually going to need to be able to run the ball. I don't um, see us I'm, running the ball on them, on them, Cliff. I don't see it. Not up the middle. Be, I, I think if we can't run the ball, we're not going to win. Damn. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's – obviously, it's, I think it's hard in the NFL to go on the road and win games if you can't run the ball. Like, mm-hmm. if we run the ball this week like we did – on Sunday, we're, we're in trouble. Winning. Yeah, I, I hear you. But well, then again, if we make a few plays in a passing game, then, I mean, we didn't really run the ball on Sunday. We should have had a W if we had just converted a couple possessions or a couple plays. This could also be a learning moment for this team. I had said in the podcast last week that I would throw a screen pass on every other drive if I were the Redskins. If I were Jay Gruden, I would dial up as many screen plays as possible. And you saw very few. I don't think you saw one. One screenplay on Sunday versus Philadelphia. And if Ryan Grant weren't blind, he takes it for seven. You have a fast defense with the Rams. They flow to the ball. They're all very quick. They're mm-hmm. Just get them with that misdirection. Get them flowing one way. Throw a little slip screen behind them to Doxon or Crowder or whoever. And, and let's get it popping. Let's go. Because mm-hmm. they fly well, to that ball. If you throw it to Doxon, it's going to be an incomplete pass because he's going to be on the sideline. His helmet in his hand. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, but we probably should. Uh, limited in practice again. I, I, I'm trying not to lose patience with him. It's mm-hmm. only his second year. It's only mm-hmm. not even week two yet. But it, it's just these mystery injuries that keep popping up. He played 20 plays. When did you get hurt? Getting on the bus? <laughs> but but he's, had, he's had a sore hammy for the last three weeks, though, hasn't he? I mean, he was perfectly fine at this time last week, right? He was. I had the bigger concerns. I remember last season when he was out, there was this story. <clears throat> the story, I can't remember where I read it at, but it was talking about how first-round pick wide receivers, they had these stats on their production in careers after they missed a lot of games mm. year one, and it's not good. It's like If you think about all the first-round pick busts, at wide receiver, a lot of them were injured year one and seemingly never recovered. And it's start. I mean, I've been pretty hopeful about Doxon, but so are we. Are, are we already going down that road where we're saying he may potentially be a bust? Is that what is that what we're saying right now? Because I don't think he's going to be a bust. It's too early to say that. It's too early to say because I, yeah, I don't think we need to go it's there. Not yet. that he's not good. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, and, and, and apparently he is. In Gruden's doghouse, I I I just don't know. It's too early to say. 
But Cliff, I mean, I don't understand there. how you can be in the doghouse if you're not even on the field. I mean, well, I mean, that's why you're in the doghouse. Come on, you got to play football. But he was injured. But guys, all three of us played football. Some, some probably better than others, right? What does a coach hate more than you being injured? <sighs> like, a player's like, best ability is the ability to be on the field. There's nothing a coach hate more hates more than being than in, a player that's injured. So and, are, we, are you saying we're holding that against him because he's injured, Cliff? I mean, I'm just trying to understand. It has, like, you know, know, but you know coaches, you know coaches hold that against players. Well, with how shitty our offense looked on Sunday, I don't think we need to be holding any talent out on the bench because he's not healthy 100%. No one's 100% healthy in the NFL. Well, it's out to him. Hey, man. I, I, I could see a coach thinking to himself, well, this guy doesn't even want to practice when he's 90%. You know what I mean? Coaches hate I'm, that kind of stuff. Well, we had we've had practice warriors. I mean, apparently Terrell Pryor's been a practice warrior all summer, but uh, didn't look like a warrior or superstar on Sunday. So I don't want to hear about this. You got to be a practice superstar in order to play on Sunday. He should show no, you enough. Get, get him some plays on the. Get him some plays. Get him the ball. Give him an opportunity. I think my bigger problem is he couldn't just give him one play. Yeah, give him something. Hey, Doxon, go out there. Here's the play. We're going to get the – and you tell Kirk, this is, we're trying to get the ball docks in there. There was none of that. So, maybe he is in his doghouse. Uh, you guys remember after the season when they were talking to Gruden about the draft picks, and one of the things he said was, I've been given two first-round picks since I've been here. One is a right guard <laughs> that we took fifth. I'm pretty sure that was the exact quote. Yep. And he's like, the other one didn't play it down. Yep. So, I don't know. I'm just happy these are little injuries. They're not yeah. anything big, but he needs to be on the field. And obviously, you can't hurt anything major when you're not playing. Yeah. It's generally a requirement. So, anywho. Got to protect the ball. Got to protect the ball. I mean, as bad as it was versus Philly, the four turnovers definitely did them in. The Rams have shown that they can be opportunistic. Like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, had two pick sixes against Scott Tolzien. Uh, also recorded a fumble. I mean, I'm sorry, recorded a safety. So Those just don't count. Yeah, you, you, just, you just have to – you just can't allow them to get a short field because if Goff gets a short field, they're going to score because that's just the way our defense is. We, we give up short fields all the time, and we can never stop anybody on third down. And we I, also can't have any. We can't. We can't have any uh, fumbles on the punt return either this week. Please, Mr. Crowder. I I'll hold. That's the exception to the rule. I mean, I think that Crowder is a type of guy who he's gonna field that ball. I'm not even gonna say nine times out of ten. Not even ninety times out of a hundred. Nine hundred ninety times out of a thousand. He never You're right. muffs punts, and You're right. I don't expect to see him to do that again this week. You're right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's think about Crowder. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, so I can't really be like up in arms about him muffing that punt. Um, I think what sucks is where he muffed the punt at, right? More than anything, not that you want muff punts, but I think if you did, that's not exactly the spot where you'd want them. To me, Sunday, our run, we were surprised that our run defense did so well. Mm-hmm. You better not let Todd Gurley come out here and run all over you because that is a possibility. And I think that's my biggest concern going into this game is can you stop Gurley? They're going to give it to him. That is the weakness of our team. 
So. Make make golf beat us on Sunday, man. Put eight in the box. Make make golf have to make the plays. Make golf have to go over the top. Don't allow Gurley to get outside on no tosses. Just just make golf be the one to have to win the game. Because like you said, if it gets to a point where Gurley is running that ball and they're controlling the clock, this game is probably over early. Make golf beat you. And that's one thing. I mean, scheme is great and everything, but you have enough individual talent in this defense where you match up well against the Rams. Definitely. So if you put eight in the box to stop Gurley and you just put Norman on on Watkins or you put Breland on Robert Woods and you put – Swearinger on Everett and say, "Hey, do your worst, Jared Goff. Make a play, beat us. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think you, you. You have a chance. You have a shot. Well, if I Goff beats us, then we just weren't supposed to win. Put it. Put it. Play. If Goff beats you, then you have bigger problems in your hands because you exactly. are a, probably a four-win team. And <laughs> I mean, people keep talking about McVay knows us. Like we know him. Exactly. Like the advantage works, but this works both ways. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know every single player. We know mm-hmm. him. He came from here. You know who else they got, right? Joe Barry's their D line coach. Oh, oh, his, oh, yeah. He did bring Joe Barry with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that means good thing they didn't put him as the defensive coordinator. <laughs> we would have been seeing a lot of cover three. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying about the run game, I also think that you could probably run the ball against them. I mean, Frank Gore, for as bad as the Colts are and were on Sunday, and as bad as Tolzien is and will command an immediate eight-man box, Frank Gore had a decent game, and so did Marlon Mack. Well, we're going to need to run the ball because we're not going. We're not – I don't think – I would love to know the, the exact numbers on how many times teams went on the road throwing the ball. Dropping back 40, 45 times. So you're saying Kirk can't carry us to the win on Sunday is what you're telling me? I'm saying I don't think there are that many QBs who you can just go on the road and drop back that many times. That's just You need to be able to run the ball. Although this, I guess in a way this is really not a typical road game anyways when you think about it. So. Exactly. <laughs> but either way, do we really want him to be dropping back constantly with Aaron Donald lined up over – Laval, Robert Quinn lined up versus Morgan Moses? <sighs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Please, no. I know y'all saw a clip today of DJ Swearinger giving a little pregame pep talk, and I can only imagine how fired up he was. Mm-hmm. I hope that everybody took Sunday as a personal thing. Take it personal. And come out on Sunday and, and just know that if you play, bring your A game, on Sunday, you're gonna win. So mm-hmm. everybody on the team needs to show up, get their heads out of their ass, and for just forget about Philly. Seventy-two hour rule. It's over. Your own one. It's a game that you have to win because, like we mentioned yesterday, you have the Chiefs and the Raiders on back-to-back mm. weeks, mm-hmm. both on prime time. Mm-hmm. One in three is a possibility, but you have to handle business. Shit, zero oh, and four is a possibility. It's a strong possibility. You better come out. And like I can't be getting behind early, uh, two scores. I can't be getting behind thirteen nothing. You need to come out and start fast. What do you think we need to do in order to get Kirk in a flow? Hmm. What's the key? What's the key to getting Kirk in a rhythm? Get him going. Easy passes, man. 
Well, it can't get any easier than a little five yard in route. Then what else do you want me to do? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it has to. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to fire right now. Say, huh? Go ahead. No, I'll say one thing. I think for sure needs to happen is Trump Power needs to have a better game. I mean, just seeing the ball hit the ground affects a quarterback's confidence. Whether the ball's on point or not, seeing a drop pass gets in a quarterback's head because it, he knows that it was incomplete. Whether it's on him or not, it's just a confidence thing. Pryor needs to step up and have a better game for his quarterback this week. Has to. Oh, yeah. Whole offense, man. Yeah. I, like, I think the, the one thing, I, the one way I kind of look at it is we were pretty high on this offense going into the season. Obviously, did not play well on Sunday. But nobody played well on offense on Sunday. Nope. It, there's no way that's happening two weeks in a row. I just would be shocked if the whole offense collectively was that terrible two weeks in a row. I would be shocked, too. Huh, I wouldn't. Well, there you go. I'm saying, man, we, 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 we've seen this story before, man. It's, it's a strong possibility the offense comes out slow. It's a possibility that Kirk comes out slow. I mean, I it's, it's possible, but. Based on the talent that we have, but. Well. I mean, think about it. I mean, they turned the ball over four times. They got a touchdown last week on the one scramble. They got a touchdown on the phantom fumble. And they still only lost by, by 13 points. And one of the touchdowns came, you know, like I said, very late. You had yeah, were down tough. five with two minutes to go. They have to know that, hey, as bad as we looked, we're way better than that. The Rams, talent-wise, are not a superior team to us. You got to come out there and handle business. You got to have that mentality. You got to have that dog alpha mentality that we're going to come out on Sunday, we're going to make this a business trip, and we're going to come home one and one. That's mm-hmm. the mentality they have to have. Mm-hmm. Well, except the Rams. You know the Rams. I don't know if you guys have seen the Rams' schedule. Or the Rams' schedule actually kind of breaks for them, and this is the kind of game that can lead to you being three and zero to start the year. I think they play the Forty ers after this on Thursday Night Football. Another great Thursday Night. Game oh my god! How do they make those choices? <laughs> well, I think they kind of just decide to give us the worst game possible because they know the addicts like you two will tune in regardless. Hundred uh, <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. They're legitimately looking at three and zero if they if they pull this one off. I think they're going to come ready to play, man. They're, they're going to want to win this for McVay. Win for McVay. They're getting their best player back on their football mm-hmm. team. Yep. You know, forget McVay. You know, Wade wants to beat us. Yep. McVay has no beef with us. We made McVay famous. Frankly, mm-hmm. we passed on hiring Wade Phillips. I know you two wanted Wade Phillips pretty badly. Sure did. And I said, who cared if we got him? Because we had no talent. (laughs) Better, (laughs) but (laughs) but I'm pretty sure Wade wants to kick our asses. His son is still on our staff, so you know he wants to beat his boy. So (laughs) I don't know. I'm not going to get too dejected off game one. You know, I heard something this morning. The last three times the Patriots started zero and one, they won the Super Bowl. (laughs) <laughs> it's oh. easy to forget like because I know we only look at it through our team's lens and they've started going one every year under Gruden the first game of the season isn't any more important than any of the other ones so whether you lose the first game you know week one or whenever we can't overreact they played a poor game you're going to play poor games in a season you better play better on Sunday. 
or your season's base, your season could be over. Yep. Like, let's be real. We could go into the bye week 0 and 4. Jeez. Like, that's a realistic, that's not to like, get ahead of ourselves, but that is realistic. Yep. And they shouldn't look past the Rams and just, but they should be aware of what's looming. They, they, they have to know that they don't play well on primetime TV. They have to know that the Raiders and the Chiefs are probably two of the top ten teams in the league. It's a must win. As much as any week two game is a must win, you got to have this one. Make it to the bye week. And I'm not going to say for sure they'll lose to the Chiefs and Raiders. They probably will. (laughs) It's it's a high probability. But you don't want to go into that Raider game 0-2. I know that. No, you don't. You don't. I'll tell you You this much. If we go into this game on Sunday and we lose, whether it's a close game or not, the Raiders are going to beat the brakes off of us. I just I just feel it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, because they're gonna, look, they're going to pack FedEx. Yep. Section one thirty one is going to be the black hole. So they're going to have more. See y'all there. <laughs> the Raiders are kind of looking at their season like we can challenge for titles here. Mm-hmm. Like their their outlook on their season is completely different. So. You can't even look ahead, the Rams, because you're 0-1. But this is the NFL, right? After week one, half the league is damn near in must-win situations. Like we've seen the stats about 0-2 teams making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 12%, 12% yeah, of yeah, teams yeah. that start 0-2 made the playoffs since, twenty. Mm. I think, 20, 2010? No, yeah, no, 2002, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it's hard. Yep. It's, you've already given away two losses. This is before you've even had injuries ravage your team. For the most part, you're already 0-2. Yep. So, you can't even afford to look ahead. You look at the teams playing on Thursday night. Whoever loses tomorrow night, your season's probably over in yep. five days. Mm-hmm. You're five days into the season, and it's over. <laughs> the Bengals lose tomorrow. They're done. They are 0-2 with two home losses, and it's over. <laughs> like, damn near over. Especially in that division. So, yeah, hey, we started zero and two. We started zero and two last year, and we had two shots in the last four weeks to pretty much wrap up a playoff spot, and didn't do it. Well, we started zero and two, and then we played actually pretty good football for we did period. Yeah, sure did. But you can't re- rely on a run. I mean, if you really think about the past three times we've been to playoffs, oh five, mm-hmm. you won five straight to, to go to playoffs. Oh seven, you won six straight. Twenty twelve, you won seven straight. These runs, they're miraculous, and as a fan, I love seeing them. But mm-hmm. can you just have an end-to-end season where you just play well and you're not relying on a December run to make the playoffs? Well, last year, they didn't even need a December run. They just needed a December win. They couldn't get it. Right? Like, last year, we beat. We had that Bears game where the, the Bears stunk. They had Matt Barkley out there. Doesn't count. You're supposed to win that game. The other two mm-hmm. games we played at home, we lost both of them. We actually were in the pole position for that playoff spot for a decent amount of time because we yep. played good football, right? But then you, you go through the season, and this time last year, we were playing the Cowboys this week, and you mm-hmm. blew that game. Mm-hmm. Blew it. You had a Lions game. Mm-hmm. Blew that game, too. So, mm-hmm. you can't, if you go into this year, there's not going to be any run. I'm no. pretty certain of that. 
Not with this schedule. Not with the schedule, not with the city. It just feels like there's there's more panic than usual, it feels like. Yeah. Because of how they played on Sunday, on offense, at least. And I don't know why, if you guys agree the, with that. The, and just, like, there's been a bad vibe. I mean, if you go back to New Year's Day and just think about the past nine and a half months of the Redskins organization, it's just... L after L after L, you lose to the Giants, you miss the playoffs. Kirk doesn't sign a long-term deal, which could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on which side of the fence you're sitting on. You fire, you fire Scott McLuhan. You know, and Super it's not Super Scott McLuhan. Maybe retires, maybe he doesn't, who knows? Doxson's hurt. It, it's just mm-hmm. like, I told you this, guys, two weeks ago on our, one of our podcasts. I just said, it, I just feel, this is, seems like a 5-11 and 11 year. And if you lose on Sunday, it, maybe that will be mm-hmm. generous because it might be like 3-13 and 13 or 4-12. and 12. So does that say more about the talent or would you blame that on the coach? Because if I you're mean, telling hey, me we're headed, we're headed towards some 4-12 teams, season, some that's, teams that's a just, problem. Some teams just have bad years. And this team, talent-wise, when Kirk is playing well and everybody's playing well, I mean, this is a 8-9-10 win team. I have, I have no scruple saying that, and I don't think I'm being a homer when I say that. This could be a 10-win team if they play well. But it just seems like this is the type of year where things, anything that could go wrong will go wrong. Guys, we, listen, it's about to become Kirk talk time because we can say when Kirk is playing well. <laughs> but if you look at it, Kirk hasn't played well in about six, seven games. Nope. His, if you think about the way he's played since he's been the starter, he goes through a stretch of good play. That stretches probably three or four games. It's sandwiched by six games of trash mm-hmm. at the top and six games of trash and at the bottom. Had, yep. That's how it's been. He had a great run uh, his first year as a starter. That was like a month of great play. Mm-hmm. He was damn near about to be benched. He was on fire last year in November, right? That's around mm-hmm. time he played the Packers, yeah, that was the guy. Packers game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turned it off to the bye week. Had a, a I would say, a pretty decent game versus the Vikings. Tore up the Packers. Mm-hmm. Tore up the, the, the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And he then he, and the Cowboys. they were rolling. He played, no, he had a good game versus Dallas last year. No, no, no. The second that, game. That second game, he padded stats. <laughs> we were moving the ball. We could not score touchdowns. It was the whole reason why we couldn't beat them in that game. We kicked field goals all game. We got in the red zone. He missed open receivers. Didn't make certain throws. The fourth quarter, when we were behind, I think we were behind two scores most of the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. they were in prevent defense. He was just dumping the ball off. Well, I'm you, just saying, you're, not, you know, you're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about that. Like, I think when we look at Kirk's stats when the game ends, a lot of times it can be very misleading. If you wouldn't go pulled up that Pittsburgh Steelers box score, you wouldn't think Kirk played that poorly. But he did. Mm-hmm. So... I, I, I know we, we just keep saying, like, when Kirk plays well. I just, I'm starting to wonder, like, if I go back and think, how many times has he played well? Well, he ended the year bad, and he started off this season bad, so. So, look, I don't even need you to play great. Can you just be average? Average if, would have won on Sunday. Average play would have won on Sunday. Average mm-hmm. play will win this week. Mm-hmm. The problem is, 
average play is not beating the Raiders and the Chiefs. Nope, sure not. Sure is. Kirk got a lot going on this week, man, because I think his wife is about to have a baby as well. She is. I think she she was due. I think she was due before the Eagles game. I think she's just late. But mm. let's just let's just pray that that baby doesn't come while he's Look, in L.A. We should have known our season was doomed when he missed that target on the baby reveal. <laughs> do you guys remember that? I, you know I do. <laughs> Paul, you should put that on the uh, website later. I'm definitely going to. <laughs> it's honestly, I, it's, you know I, what? I have been so worried about Kirk ever since. I'm like, only you could miss the whole target. I remember watching that. Like, damn it, Kirk! <laughs> I knew, I knew it was over. Review? I knew it was over when one of my cowboy fan followers sent me a picture, but he superimposed Byron Jones over the cardboard box. I was like, God, <laughs> God damn! Which cowboy fan was that? Which cowboy fan was that? I could take a good guess. His, his name rounds with Barrick Fonson. <laughs> <laughs> he was like 10 feet away from the target. Uh, Kirk. Hit it in his feet. I'm in like, his did, feet. Did, did you think the box was Jordan Reed? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. Kirk. Hey, to our followers, we don't... We swear to God, we don't hate Kirk. He just makes it so easy for us to fry. Him. Let, Sorry. Please, please let the people know out there. Nothing would make me feel better. Than hey, Kirk we said, becoming we said great. It yesterday. No, go ahead, Corey. My bad. I, we we bash Kirk a lot. We talk about Kirk a lot. We fry him a lot. I mean, yes, we do. But as a Redskins fan, I mean, nothing would make me feel better than Kirk becoming that guy and getting us over the top. Oh my God! Of course. If, if, if Kirk played well, I would be the first person out here saying, "Hey." Kurt looked great. I'm proud of that guy. Absolutely. But you, you gotta give us a reason to to, to back you. But, mm-hmm. You know, when there's a narrative that he doesn't show up for big games, and that when the chips are down and the rubber hits the road, he folds like Superman on Laundry Day, and then he comes <laughs> up week one and he just baffles you with the bad play. I mean, what choice do I have? I mean, I, I don't have to fry him, but I do because hey, it's a podcast. I need I need material. This is kind of how I look at it. I've seen a lot of mediocre quarterbacks here. I had no personal connection with any of those poor quarterbacks we've had. I don't know what it is about this quarterback that makes people want to cape for him so hard when we've seen mediocre quarterbacks before Mm -hmm. Mm him. We know what they look like. I know what they look like. I see a mediocre quarterback. I'm sorry. So I'm not going to be like, oh, I really want to play well. Of course I want to play well. I just don't think he can do it consistently. Nope. Well, there's two I terrible want, takes on Twitter. I wanted that. John Beck to play well. Sure did. He stunk. Like, what do you want from me? I didn't pick John Beck. Mm-hmm. There's like two terrible ended. takes on Twitter that I, I see all the time. One is stick to sports, but we're not going to talk about that right now. The stick to sports take is the worst of all time. The stick second of, take that I hate the most. Twitter is also part of Dog Avi Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's part uh, it, Twitter egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's egg Twitter. They're all part of the same tree. Yes. <laughs> but the second take, Twitter. the second take that is the worst is people who cape for Kirk who say, well, you know what? He's the best quarterback we've had since name a quarterback from the 80s. And it's like, so the fuck what? Mm-hmm. So what? Hey, mm-hmm. you know what? Tony Romo was the best quarterback the Cowboys have had since Troy Aikman. 
but that didn't stop them from running him out of town after Dak showed up and started playing well. Well, they screwed up, but they screwed that up, the Cowboys. I just want to know for the record, they screwed that up, thankfully. Because if they put Romo in, they probably would have been playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Or he would have broke his back the moment he stepped, dropped back in the pocket. I mean, that could have happened, too. No doubt. That could have also happened. No deny Romo's talent. My thing, Paul, is when they say that, they don't realize that they're giving Kirk a backhanded compliment. Yep. Right. Oh, you're oh you're better than Rex Grossman? Holy you're shit. You're better than Todd Collins? You're better than Mark Brunel when he was 38? Well, the other one. What, what what's our better op- what other option do we have? What other option we do we have? We don't have any other option. That's Hey man, too. this this holds true in football and it holds true in life. Moving forward without a plan B is better than committing to a bad plan A. I don't care what anybody says. Zing. <laughs> like, come on, man. I mean, no it, I mean, it's just—it's dumb. It's just—it's dumb. And you know what? Hey, I'm glad you're not my GM. I'm glad you're not my GM because you would already given Kirk the bag, and we would have had five years of eight and eight and worse ahead of us. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And people talk about who are you replacing with? Anybody? Because you know what? Lamar Jackson or Rosen or Darnold or any of these guys coming out—they might be three and thirteen, or they might be fucking twelve and four. You don't know. But you know what? With Kirk. He's an eight and eight quarterback, through at and best, through. At best, through and he's through. Eight, he's eight and eight. If you give him all the weapons, all the weapons, you had all the weapons. Mm. Now we don't have those weapons, and it's like, oh well, what's he supposed to do? The O line's not playing well. Did you guys read that Washington Post story about offensive line playing in the NFL right now? Yep, mm. sure did. He O-line is not the only. Down. He is not the only quarterback on a team whose O line did not play well on Sunday. Look He's at Russell not. Wilson. Russell was out there getting killed. The Packers' mm-hmm. O line wasn't much better. A Rod never has a good O line. He's just the best ad lib quarterback of all time. Well, you know, you guys know how I feel. The best quarterback of all time, ad lib or whatever you want to call him, is Aaron Rodgers. There's a guy up in Boston. I might have to. Disagree with that. Nah, but he might have. That guy might have better. jewelry. I'll take the better player. You can have the jewelry, Corey. Give me the better. There is no better QB I've seen than Aaron Rodgers. That includes Tommy. Tommy, five five rings up, up there. Goat. So, <laughs> like, I, but I hear you. My thing is, like, where do – if he plays poorly on Sunday, then what? Then we lose. But then, like, what are we supposed to do? Because we can't do this every week. This, we cannot do this every week because it reminds me of something else that's going on in this country that we can't do. Like, we can't sustain this bickering in our fan base every week. He needs to play well. For us, <laughs> <laughs> because we can't do this every week. Man. Say it one more time, Cliff. Hey, amen you. to that, bro. Amen to that. We can't keep doing this. Could you imagine if we went four and twelve and he was garbage? What this would get to? There'll be fights in the stands. Mm-hmm. I saw on Deadspin Skins fans fighting. Yeah, I'm sure people think it's because they were drunk. It was probably a Kirk stand. <laughs> a Kirk stand. Like, seriously, on Twitter, it gets so heated. Mm-hmm. We're, we're having a civil war in our mm-hmm. family. Like, we can't, we just did this with Griffin. Yep. I, we can't go through this again. 
Hey, man. <laughs> this this is a fight that Redskins fans have been fighting for 40 years, man. Whether it's Sonny versus uh, Billy, whether it's Schrader versus Doug Williams, whether mm-hmm. it's freaking Brunel versus Ramsey, or or uh, Brunel versus Campbell, or Brunel versus Campbell, Campbell or, mm-hmm. or or uh, I'm thinking of his name, Schuler versus Schuler versus Farad. No mention Grossman. No, no, I was gonna say no mention of Beck Grossman. <laughs> look, look, this time here's the thing. There is no versus for Kirk. There's no one else there. He is the starter. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I can remember where we had no quarterback controversy. None. The only controversy is whether he stinks or not. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's Kirk versus himself, mm-hmm. frankly. Because there's no one else to put in. As far as I see it. Although, you know, just knowing how our seasons go, not to say that I'm wishing Kirk gets hurt. Kirk will go out there, get hurt, miss in it'll be like a, a game ending injury, nothing serious. Colt will play well, and then we're gonna have to go through this <laughs> Hey man, I like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm all kirked out, man. Like I like I just we have this podcast where so we have to talk about them, but Trust me when I say this. The only, I don't talk about Kirk outside of this. I don't talk to anybody at work about it. I don't talk to my wife about it. I don't talk to y'all about it in these streets. I just, I can't talk about Kirk anymore. Because one, y'all Kirk capers have worn me out. Y'all y'all have grinded me down to a nub at this point. I can't do it anymore. And two, it's just like, what else is there to say? Kirk is just, he is what he is at this point. He, I'm glad you said that. He, he is who it's, he it's, is. It's his third mm-hmm. year. As a full-time mm-hmm. starter. It's his fourth year in the system. His sixth year in the league. He's 29 years old. He's not a young man. He is what he is. He's maxed out. Mm-hmm. What did they I, say I, this morning on that local radio show? That he was still learning? Still learning. Like that. Still learning. Dude, and that's why I don't listen to the junkies. I would love to know how if you went and looked it up, how many quarterbacks actually got better after age 26. <sighs> I don't think quarterbacks really improve that much over time. No. They really don't. They generally stink on sight, and you know it. So basically we're saying Kirk is at his ceiling right now. Kirk is, yeah. This Kirk, is it. Kirk has been maxed out. The only thing you can give him is more talent mm-hmm. around him. And you see what happens when you take talent from him, i.e. Deshaun and Pierre. Dude, you got to tell me that it didn't look like. 2013 Kirk. Or 2014 Kirk. 2014 Kirk. Kirk Mm -hmm. Before the hype. Mm -hmm. Before this looked like pre you like that Kirk to Mm -hmm. me. So I need to see something else on Sunday. Or I'm just going to go around on Twitter making fun of Kirk people. (laughs) I'm part of the problem. I'll willingly say that. Hey, (laughs) Hey, man. I'll join the angry mob, man. You, you, You start clowning. And I'll come with the cosign every single time because I will not join that party, fellas. I am behind Kirk. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I believe Kirk will get it turned around. That's also part of my prediction that we did a couple podcasts ago. I think Kirk will get it going. All right. Well, let's do our predictions because I we've we've talked about the Rams game. We've we've voiced our opinions on what we need to do and what we think needs to happen. I'm going to start with Corey. Go ahead and give me your game prediction for Sunday or your score prediction. Well, 
kind of like we previously stated on the other podcast, I think this should be a win. I mean, it, it probably won't be easy seeing how we performed on Sunday versus the Eagles, but I think the offense will get going. Kirk should play a little better. As long as the defense comes and performs like they did on Sunday, I think we we pull out the win on Sunday. We'll be uh, 24-14 Washington. Cliff. Um, oh, boy. I'm a little conflicted here. Because I'm starting to feel like we might lose on Sunday. Oh, but, Cliff. <laughs> but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to overreact to, sun, to last Sunday. And I'm going to go 27-23 Washington. Ooh! Kirk, and Kirk has a good game. How about that? Good game from Kirk. Mm-hmm. Kirk going to turn around this week. He better. The Redskins fly out to L.A. They're fired up. They know it's a game they probably have to win. They know they they embarrass themselves in front of a, let's let's just say, home crowd last Sunday, even though it wasn't. It was somebody's home. Well, we, we right. didn't have, the home crowd didn't have much to cheer for also. Right. Let's, let's also keep that in mind. They go to the LA Coliseum to a lethargic Rams crowd, and they handle business. I mean, I, I just – just not only is the game they have to have, they're better than the Rams. I, the Rams have a good defense, but if the rest is bring their A game – they should win. I'm going to go. They're, they're, they're still keeping field goals instead of touchdowns. They're going to get a lot of field goals, a lot of Dustin Hopkins on Sunday. But I'm going to say 26-17 Redskins. So we're all in on Washington this week. We're all in on Washington, which we that means 0-2. Let's go. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, can't, I, we can't go 0-2, man. We can't, man. Kirk's going to turn around this week. I'm telling you, I, I feel it. Before we sign off tonight, there's one thing I want to ask you guys about. Corey's man. <laughs> oh, 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 that's how he goes started. I don't even know what he's about to say right now. Go ahead. You got, he hopped on Twitter yesterday and said, just got off the phone. Winner's coming. What are y'all thinking, man? Can you, t- can you tell the people who you're talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> Jason Reed. Corey's man, Jason, Jason Reed. He makes me I, sick. I, you're not alone, brother. You're not alone. <laughs> and being the perpetual attention horror that he is, a very cryptic tweet just got off the phone. Winner is coming. And it has hey, to be wrestling related. Is, what does that mean? What are you talking about, Reed? Nobody knows what it means. But well, it gets the a, people going. That's the whole a, point. Um, I know it's a Game of Thrones reference. It's a Game of Thrones reference that he likes to use. Reed just likes to stir the pot when it comes to Washington, man. Does He, he doesn't even cover the team anymore. Right? No, he's at the he undefeated, isn't he? Yeah, he's at undefeated, yeah. I don't know, man. But he still takes time out of his day to give his little two cents on what's going on here and, you know. There's three things that I narrowed it down to. I think it either has to do with Gruden being on the hot seat if they lose on Sunday. What? That would be I, foolish. I, I, hey, you, you, I'm said gonna let you, go- you said it that anybody can get fired, man. Dale Snyder fires people like it's a bodily function. So I don't think it's about it's past him to fire him at the end of the season if things go sour. I'd be upset about that. Two, Sewer Craven's retirement. I think it maybe he just knows that it's a done deal, which at this point is not a surprise to me. I think it's a done deal anyway. I think he, I haven't even thought about him in a week. Right. I don't care. Like you want to retire, retire, yeah. man. Yeah. I don't care. Like this is your career. I'm I wouldn't mind to tell you whether you should play. You don't want to play football, don't play football. Or what's number three, Paul? No, three, and, and this is the least likely of 
of the scenarios is that Kirk's going to get benched. <laughs> okay. I didn't see you going there. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go there. Well, I mean, it, it has to be something major. I'm, not even Cravens wouldn't even be a major development because I think everybody who follows the team and pays attention knows that that's kind of a foregone thing. I'd be shocked if he is back at this point. But what if what if what if winter is coming? Not even mean to cut you off, but what if winter is coming means Robert Griffin is getting his contract? Let me stop. And on that note, that, that's all we have for you tonight, folks. Thank you again for being with us on the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fifty Gut Blog and on Facebook at Facebook.com Fifty Gut. Guys, tell me find you on social media. Oh man. At young half underscore 21. Let's go, Kirk. I believe in you, baby. Let's do it. Kirk, I'm not gonna say I don't believe in Kirk or disbelieve him. <laughs> so I'm not even gonna give you that BS that Corey just gave me. <laughs> I know Corey does not believe in no damn Kirk Cousins. He can get it done, Cliff. Come on. He can get it done. He probably won't. Uh, you, can, you can find me at, at Cliff Guaf. Uh, I don't know, man. Kirk, Kirk really worried me on Sunday, so you're not going to hear me be too optimistic about him anytime soon. I'm just going to be real. If he man. got benched, I wouldn't even trip off of it. I would. You're getting paid $24 million. Finish my, the season, Kirk. No. Yo, he plays like that again. You're benchable. I'll put it to you like that. I I, I agree, Clint, man. I mean, <laughs> so now y'all now y'all talking about benching Kirk? Come I, on, man. We'll, we'll say that for the next podcast. I'm not saying we're gonna bench Kirk, but if, if, if he played a few games like last Sunday for the rest of the month, he's benchable. You're benchable. You can't survive like this. We can't live with our QB playing like that. Because what do you tell your team? What do you tell the other 52 guys? Hey, we know you guys are giving your best effort every week and you're working hard, but the, the eight car is just is just tanking the season for you. What do you tell them? I mean, guys, we're going to start Colt McCoy this week. You know what? Then you do what you got to do. Mm-mm. But what you, you can't have... Your quarterback can't be allowed to play like garbage for a month when no one else on the team is. Well, That's you true. Do, do y'all remember what Kirk, in another interview, I didn't mean to keep it going, but in an interview before the season started, Kirk actually said, you don't know what your team is going to be like until October. Now, how foolish of a statement is that, or am I tripping? No, you're you're uh, spot on. Because I'm pretty ridiculous. sure the games in September count, correct? Right. But hey, our starting quarterback said hey, we don't know about your team. Hey, we're fucking 0-4. We've been terrible, but now, we're, now let's get rolling. Like, nah. Exactly. Ain't nobody right here that shit. Exactly. Ain't nobody got time for that? Exactly. Anyway. I'm out. <sighs> I'm out. Let's I'm go, out. Skins.